All right, welcome back to Inside Flicks. Uh, this is our weekly discussion podcast. We're back after a long break. Uh, I, I think we've been missing for a couple <laughs> a couple weeks now, but don't worry, we're back. We want to talk about <laughs> some of the. Well, there was really nothing to talk about. I mean, the, the, the uh, unlike this week or this past there, week, there's there's a lot to talk about all the time. We just never talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about something uh, this past week, which was a huge news about Batgirl and that Batgirl. The movie that was originally was for HBO Max, and and now I, I think was it I, I don't remember was it supposed to come out in theaters? Uh, did they announce that like a couple of months ago? No, no, but there was speculation and rumors that the movie was going to get a theatrical release. I think a lot of that uh, speculation started around the time that they gave Blue Beetle mm-hmm. a theatrical release because that was supposed to also be um, direct to uh, HBO Max, but. Um, yeah, and, and so this big news that came out came out about how the new executive team at the at Warner Brothers have totally axed the 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 project, uh, the film. The film is already done. Uh, maybe it needed some editing tweaks. Certainly, it was in post production. Mm-hmm. Uh, estimated to be seventy to ninety million dollars budget, so they wasted a lot of money for this movie. And it will never be released. So, what is your thoughts on that? I mean, this is a really a crazy uh, a story, a crazy moment in film history. Uh, this, it's not like this never happened before, but I don't think it, this it, this is, seems new because the extent of the the budget for this one. Right. I think the original bu- budget was around seventy million, and then it got bumped up to ninety million. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, um, I think since the merger happened, I think they just took the opportunity just to write it off. I mean, the, the, they screened, they made screenings of it, and overall, uh, it seemed like it wasn't very. Um, no one really enjoyed the film, um, you know. It overall, got a, it, got a, it got a mixed response. Um, no one was necessarily saying the movie was like terrible or anything like that, but everyone was saying that the movie was, you know, just very okay and i get the sense that maybe that this, like for dc that this would have been like um like venom for them you know what i mean like a like a movie that felt like it could have come out like in in the mid 2000s or something like that or morbius That's right yeah well i don't well morbius is like a, an extra an extra level of bad i don't think Bat, <laughs> i don't think batgirl i don't think anyone was saying that batgirl was a train wreck you know everyone was just saying it's just it's just okay you know what i mean and um and it sounds like David Sazlov wants to really just focus more on uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And really, um, the old uh, regime of uh, Warner Brothers was very focused on doing this whole kind of diverse thing. And, I, and it seemed like they really were kind of um, going more Wonder Woman, Batgirl, and Supergirl. And they were, they, were, they were planning on just getting rid of Batman and Superman, you know, so they don't have to worry about Henry Cavill or Ben Affleck ever again. And it seems like uh, David Sazlov's not, he's not down with that. He wants to fix. He wants to fix all those plans. Wait, wait. You saying and, that uh, you think he, uh, David Zasloff wants to go back to the Snyderverse? Not necessarily the Snyderverse, but he wants to at the, least the cast of the Snyderverse. You think Henry Cavill still in the in the mix for uh, Superman? Well, uh, I I, I, th- I think it was um, a, a report recently came out. Uh, I think it was uh, Umberto Gonzalez was in, a, in an interview. And uh, he mentioned that he's he's been hearing that uh, they, that Zaslov and his people are interested in getting Cavill to return. It's just that um, it's still an ongoing process. Well, there was this uh, reports that uh, in Aquaman three, no, in Aquaman two, the Aquaman the, two. the sequel, that they brought back Ben Affleck to re- reprise his role uh, as Batman, 
in a, a scene or two, mm-hmm. Jason Momoa tweeted out or Instagram a photo of him and, and Ben Affleck. And you were, I think you were telling me this, that uh, originally that was Michael Keaton was supposed to be in that movie. Yeah, they, they shot a scene uh, for uh, Aquaman 2 with Michael Keaton in the movie as Batman because the movie was supposed to be originally releasing after the Flash film. And after the Flash film, you know, we'd have this new continuity where Michael Keaton is the definitive new Batman of the DC Extended Universe. And I don't know, it seems like maybe Michael Keaton won't won't be Batman anymore. I don't know, we'll find out, right? Because... Um, we also did hear in, in the recent, uh, um, yeah, in the stockholders meeting, they, uh, David Zaslav also revealed that they're still very committed to the Flash movie. The Flash movie is a movie they're proud of. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It seems like the, it seems like the Flash movie at this point has a better chance of getting released than like freaking Aquaman two. <laughs> like that's how good the, the Flash movie is, and they're going to release it. But it sounds like they're going to still tweak it around. Like all these movies, mm. um, Aquaman, uh, the Flash. I think even Shazam 2 and Black Adam are still being tweaked and they and I think David Zaslav might even push some of these movies back mm. some like like Shazam but you, uh, we'll do you, see. Do you think Michael Keaton's you know cuz he's supposed to be in the Flash movie it's supposed to be his introduction back into the uh DCU or whatever you want to call it. Do you think his role in that movie will de- be diminished in a recut? No, I think uh, that's already well and done his storyline and that might have had a a closed book so mm-hmm. but, uh, but how how closed of a book could it actually could it actually be if you know in the next movie he was training Batgirl? <laughs> right that's why i'm saying uh it, it, it was probably confusing uh to for the audience to see michael keaton in, in Batgirl altogether plus uh, uh, jk simmons as james gordon that's true. who um Obviously, the Batgirl um, cinematography and the look of it had to be quite different than Zack Snyder's world. Mm-hmm. Do, you think, do, you, do you think David Zaslav has a hatred of Michael Keaton? And this is secretly he's trying to erase him from his movies. Well, well that's what I was thinking at some point. When, that was what, that's what I was thinking before we heard about the stockholder meeting. Because uh-huh. I was assuming that the Flash movie was not getting released. But now that we hear that they're totally committed to the Flash movie... Then I mean, there's no way. I mean, what it ha- what it really kind of comes down to, I think, is kind of what I was uh, bringing up earlier. I think David Zaslav just really did not like the approach that uh, the previous Warner Brothers regime was taking the DC universe in, mm-hmm. and basically getting rid of Superman, getting rid of Batman, and focusing on um, the female Trinity. Um, when I think he knows that you know the real potential, the real box office potential, is in Wonder Woman. Uh, Batman and Superman, you know, those three, that Trinity, not the not the other Trinity that the other regime was trying to do. So he definitely sees Batgirl as a B player or, you know, someone in the sidelines and that someone Abs- should be I, I, the face of the so. new franchise. I think so. But at the same time, at the same time, maybe his maybe his his way of seeing it is why are we focusing on Batgirl when we don't have a Batman right now? You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, I, and, I feel so. I feel sorry for the directors, uh, Adil El uh, Adil El Arbi and Bala Fala, who uh, did Bad Boys for Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they, they recently also, did a couple episodes of uh, Miss Marvel. Right? right, and I saw the pilot episode for Miss Marvel, and I really enjoyed their direction. And I really thought that there are are the up and comers when it comes to action genres. So I think this really smears their reputation, their their credibility. I mean, they have this big stank on them of, of being the directors of this canceled movie. 
Yeah, and I think the blame should be, should lay more on the screen um, the screenwriter, which is Christina Hodson. Well, because you, uh, you don't like uh, Birds of Prey. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> and it's the same screenwriter. Right. No, but I'm not saying about. No, but I I think I think if you're if you're gonna gonna if you're gonna go like that, the real blame needs to be put on um, the previous Warner Brothers regime, including Walter Hamada. Yeah. Because they specifically uh, had you know this template that we're gonna make two or three big theatrical DC movies a year. And two very small, you know, lower budgeted DC movies straight for HBO Max, and that those would be on characters that are uh, more risky and um, and yeah, I mean, and that's and that and that approach is what David Zaslav seems to be, you know, completely rejecting. Right. I, I, yeah, I think that's the the problem here. They were the, the directors and everyone involved: Leslie Grace, you know, J.K. Simmons, Michael Keenan, uh, Brendan Fraser. Another, uh, you know, he was going to be the villain in that movie. And uh, you know, I was very excited to see his take on on the character. I forgot which what he was playing. Uh, Firefly. Firefly. They were they were set up to fail. That's the problem. They were set up to fail, and and I'm more disgusted at Hollywood than anything else. Yeah, because I mean, that's it. Seems like that that was kind of it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Walter Hamada and his people they wanted to do like more like Venom style Sony Marvel movies before DC and and send them straight to straight to streaming. You know, right. to boost up their HBO Max numbers, and and. And these movies do kind of, they deserve more than that. I mean, because we, we, we got past that whole era. I mean, that's why Morbius failed, right? I mean, because, you know, no one wants to see a comic book movie that feels like something that came out 20 years ago. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if it looked like the Titans. No, I don't. You think so? Yeah. It certainly probably felt like it was a TV pilot than, yeah, than an actual I, feature film. And that was a problem mm-hmm. because it was supposed to be made for an HBO Max streaming. Now, I'm sure if the directors were... If they were given orders to say, no, this is supposed to be on the big screen. This is going to be this, a summer movie. They probably would have approached it much different and probably would ask for, you know, screenplay uh, revisions or something like that to make the, you know, the, the action more exciting. And I think that's the reason why uh, Zasloff and, his, and, the, and the executives didn't want to uh, release it. Also heard uh, uh, some reports that Michael Keaton um, looked ridiculous in the Batman outfit. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was like, you know, almost as bad as um, Anthony Hopkins as Zorro in The Mask of Zorro. I mean, uh, in his, uh, yeah, <laughs> you mean I mean, he's too old in the Yeah, Batman. I mean, and, and it, it was quite, it's quite obvious. Either that or it'll be the person in the cape and cowl would have been, you know, an obvious stuntman. Well, the issue I take up with that is that, you know, we see him suited up in the Flash movie, right? So if if it doesn't work in Batgirl, it doesn't work in the Flash either, right? No, we we don't see anything in him suited up in, in the Flash. But movie. we will. But we will once we see the movie. <laughs> I say maybe once, but I, I trust the that director um, to to keep it to a limit. I think it's going to be mostly uh, Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. From well, from what I from what I understand, from what I've been hearing and stuff in the Batgirl movie, Michael Keaton is is in the movie. He's a supporting character, but like he's he's not like the co-star of the movie or anything like mm-hmm. he's in like i think three scenes mm-hmm. from whatever from if the rumors are true i think he's like in three scenes and like i think there's one scene where we see him train her and stuff but like i don't think it's a big role mm-hmm. probably not i mean it, it probably is focused on the batgirl story as it should because it's titled the title is batgirl uh from the reports that i've been reading it seems like the movie is not great but does it doesn't really matter because there's been a lot of movies that come out there are horrible. Yeah. And so I don't know why now, <laughs> you know, like, like you, they have put out like terrible stuff before. I just really think it's more about but never this, t- this tying in. 
Yeah, but the, yeah, I don't think Zaslav even cares. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's like uh, the the supreme guy of, of of creativity, and somehow he has a better knowledge of what's what makes a good movie or not. I think he just sees this as a no, numbers game. I mean, he has no he has no uh, in, intention to support it because it's not part of his project you know his plan so i think he wanted to cut it out and and not deal with it and uh and he like i like like they said in the article it's much it's he will get he'll, he'll make more money with the with the tax uh, write-off i mean we'll never know i mean i mean for all we know it, it might have been leslie grace's fault as being cast i mean she might as well i don't think that has been, anything to do with it i, I, don't, I don't she might as well has been as bad as alicia silverstone as far as we know <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I, th- I think probably, uh, again, I'll repeat myself again for maybe the fifth time. I think Zaslav just really, uh, I think he makes it seem like the main reason he bought Warner Brothers is for DC because he sees the potential and, and turning this into, you know, the next Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think, and I th- I've always felt that if done right with the right leadership, DC can be more successful than Marvel. They, they can be. I mean, uh, they, they've done it in the past, like on TV and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think um, it can be done. And But it can't be done if you completely erase Superman and completely erase Batman. Because those, those characters are DC right there. Mm-hmm. Even more than Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? DC, I mean, Batman is like the, the reason why I've always been a DC fan. I mean, you can't, you can't do this without him. And I think... Um, I have a feeling that this movie was really going to... Um, because, I mean, think about it. The new Batman would have been Michael Keaton. I mean, what the hell do you do with that? <laughs> like 80-year-old Michael Keaton's the new Batman for the for this whole new universe that we're starting to set up? It just doesn't really make sense. Well, it, it, we should also add that Batgirl was supposed to be released after Flash, and it was supposed to tie in with each other. And so yeah, it, we, we mentioned that. And so it, it, it seems like uh, because, of, because of this new direction that they're going with, uh, that uh, they, you know, like I said before, they they wanted to cut this from the from 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 the get go because they, they really don't. There's no uh, attachment to it, you know, uh, other than that they see it as a kind of a tax write off. And uh, th- well, I don't I don't agree with that at all because look, what? even that's even, what they said. Even, that's in the article. No, no, but I, I don't I don't think that he's doing it just because. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he, he doesn't he, believe he has in a, the movie. He has his ten year he has this ten year plan of of turning the DC property into, and he said this in the article too, or in the, in the, in the, in the meeting that he wants to make it more like Marvel, mm-hmm. but that's, that's just someone saying shit. I mean, I, I don't know, no, I mean, but, 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 but if he says that the movies they ha- they have right now are, um, Shazam, black Adam and, um, what was it? And the flash, right? He, I guess he forgot Aquaman, but, uh, he mentioned those movies that those are the movies that he have ready in there. And he's very proud of those movies, but, they're they're not ready yet. He wants to continue working on them because he knows that mm. they, can, they can be better, and that tells me that he that he has to care that he has to care as, as something because the previous regime would have just put it out. You know what I, I mean? They would have just released it. I just say this: uh, new boss, just like the old boss. You yeah, know? I mean, it's it's, it's, it's those, there's no difference. All those films, because so, all those films that you mentioned are three times um, the the uh, budgets. So they can't flush it. No, but 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 hear me out really quick, because what because I think what he's saying when he says that you know we can make these movies better, is that I think he's going to work on getting you know Henry Cavill back. So for in, in Black Adam and Shazam, they don't have another headless cameo. Because from from what we've been hearing is in the current versions of the movies of of Shazam two and the Black Adam, 
there's super ca- there's Superman cameos in both of them, and mm. we don't see the face in both of those movies. And I think that I think I think Zaslav wants to. I think that's what he's talking about. I think that's one of the, one of the things that he wants to fix before they release this movie. I think he wants to fix the deal with Cavill, but, right. but we'll see. And uh, and the other thing that I think he wants to fix with the Flash movie is I think he wants to fix because supposedly in, in the Flash movie, the final scene or not the final scene, but one of the final scenes we see the new Justice League, and the new Justice League is essentially like Wonder Woman, um, uh, Supergirl, uh, Shazam. And uh, and I don't remember, but it's, it's basically you know like all the Zack Snyder characters are they're all basically gone, and um, I think he's going to reshoot that scene. I think they're going to reshoot that scene, but you know with with the lineup that people want to see, you know Batman, Superman, mm-hmm. um, who knows maybe even Green Lantern, and and the new actor playing the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> other than uh, Henry, as far as Henry Cavill goes, other than his physique, I think uh, um, he's not that. Um, uh, it's replaceable. You know, he's, he's very replaceable. I mean, you always, it's, well, it's, you always said that he, he's not a great uh, Clark Kent. Right. He's a great Superman, not a great Clark Kent. Now, I think if, if uh, as far as the, you know, uh, the, the next uh, big announcement, if they announce that the, the uh, you know, they're going to make a Super Friends movie or whatever, and <laughs> I'll, and, and then your, your new Superman is Glenn Powell, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think that'd be a horrible choice. Yeah, because that's you. You're, you're Mr. <laughs> Mr. I Henry Cavill. I want the Zack Snyderverse. Not really. It's just I, I, I think he's too small for Superman. What do you mean well, too small? You're saying Glenn, Glenn Powell? Yeah. He's an American, pal. Mm-hmm. You're, you're saying Glenn Powell because of the his success of Top Gun Maverick? Yeah. And he's a, he's, he's a rising star. I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with and, that. And Henry Cavill's price range, is it's it's way over because of the, the, the manager. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Henry Cavill will be coming back or not. Uh, we don't know. I'm sure they, Dwayne the Rock Johnson wants that to happen because I think he's friends with Henry Cavill. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure a lot of people want Henry Cavill to come back. Fans want him to come back, uh, but um, you know he doesn't need to come back. I'll say that he has The Witcher. He's always he's busy. Yeah. He could be the. I mean, if he could really like promote himself, he could like win the next James Bond uh, role if he uh, really puts himself forward and tries to win it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right, let's uh, let's get into now. Let's get into what we've been watching this past week. Uh, Hulu released Prey, which is the latest installment of the Predator franchise. This one is directed by Dan Trackenberg, who did uh, the what was it called, the Cloverfield movie, um, Ten Cloverfield Lane, Ten Cloverfield Lane, and he did also the pilot episode of The Boys, and he did some some TV stuff recently. But uh, was Ten Cloverfield Lane his last film feature film? Mm-hmm. I yeah. guess so. I guess that's his only feature film. <laughs> uh, so he's back with Prey. This is uh, starring uh, Amber Midthunder. She's a, a, a Comanche warrior, and she goes up against a new predator um, hunter. Mm-hmm. And it's set 300 years before the original uh, Predator film. So this is, takes place in in, in 1700s, and it's in uh, Comanche territory. And so it's very much uh, centered on uh, Native Americans, indigenous uh, tribes, and they're fighting against the predator. We all saw this movie. It's on Hulu. And uh, what's your thoughts? Uh, um, uh, this is the first time we're talking about it. What, what's your thoughts on, on Prey? Um, well, I mean, just like everyone's saying, just like all the early reviews and stuff, um, I think the movie's very good. I think it's easily uh, the best predator movie since the original. 
but at the same time i think uh you know being the best predator film since the original like eh, that's not that's not a high bar you know what mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. it's a it's a good movie but um i i wish i loved it as much as some of the critics i'll, I'll leave it at that i guess rich what's your thoughts on prey it's very enjoyable um i uh, i did see a lot of um takeaways from other films in it especially the the score <laughs> the, the, uh, sound very much like uh, last of the mohicans and i'm not just you know saying that. i mean it it totally sound on some scenes it's totally sound like it was a, a lift off it mm -hmm. and, and it kind of reminded me of a good movie that i saw um a while back um in 2018 called alpha mm -hmm. uh starring a uh, cody smith with me um and which i really enjoyed as well and it that was a great adventure film too and uh um those two are should be great pairings yeah well that, that was a, like a prehistoric drama survivor thriller where cody mcphee plays a young hunter who is left behind by his tribe that mm -hmm. was directed by albert hughes from the hughes brothers that was his solo effort mm -hmm. i i see what you're saying there are some similarities where in this movie you know amber mid thunder is a playing a woman who uh, wants to break out like kind of the gender norms, and she wants to be a warrior, and she finds herself kind of alone in and in, in a in a territory where she is she thinks she's going to be fighting a bear, but then ends up uh, it's a predator uh, right. a monster uh, from outer space. Yeah, you know, for my 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 thoughts is like it it is a simplistic story. It does, mm -hmm. does it it feels very right for streaming. You know. Sure. Uh, mm -hmm. I I think it's it's I think because I think a lot of people a lot of critics are are saying wow this is the best movie ever or whatever, they're they're being very hyperbolic because some are saying they like it more than the original. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a little too much. But yeah, I, I think that there's just been very thirsty. I mean, this is the first uh, yeah. drink of water for them. Yeah, yeah. I think they're and also I think because it was released in in streaming exclusively that gives it a, a certain kind of uh, air that it's not that good so they were very surprised when this actually is pretty decent it's strong it's a, it's a, i think the killings in the movie are fantastic uh -huh. but mm -hmm. i really, really wish to know more about the tribe members I, we don't really go, go into it there's, there's like i said it's a very simple screenplay simple plot uh and I do, you know, this I I didn't know if this was going to throw me off, but the English in the film throws throws me off. Uh, yeah. it should have been Comanche. And unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, the Comanche version is is literally just a dub. Yeah, it's so just it's a dub still down. you you. So there's problems with both versions. Like neither one of them is like you know. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I think they might have. And that is un that is unfortunately probably one of my biggest flaws with the movie, the way they handled the whole Comanche dub and like mm -hmm. I was really under the impression that they shot the movie twice. Yeah, me like too. not like shot not like shot it like, you know, shot it once and then shot it again, but you know, shot this every scene two times. And <laughs> I thought, you know, they they shot it once in English and once in, in Comanche, but no, I was literally a dub and um well, I think they. I they mean, might it's have, better than nothing. I think they might have tried it, and, and I think that's what what we what we saw in that dub version. No, I think, and, I, but they redubbed it in in post anyway. No, no, it's, it's no, I don't think so. I th I think they they probably was a higher up, you know, uh, mandate where if you want a certain amount of money for this movie, it has to be in English, and they tried to like oh, okay. you know. Uh, um, they tried different techniques. I mean, she talks to her her dog in Comanche, and then. Then she talks to her brother, let's say, and in even English. the French crew. The French crew, and there's spoke. a, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a part of the movie where we see French tra trappers, and they're speaking all in French, which makes it even, 
I, even weirder that they're speaking in, in, in yeah. English. <laughs> so I, I would love to see like them try to do like an, uh, uh, you know, like what's uh, John McTiernan did in, in um, uh, Red Hot, um, uh, uh, Red uh, October. What's it called? Uh, the Hunt for Red October. The Hunt, Hunt for, for Red, Red October. October, where they kind of uh, transition to English. Like, like yeah, they were also, Russian and then they transitioned. Tra- at least give us something. And I don't really feel like he, uh, Dan Trekkenberg knew what to do with that. So... I don't know. But I like, don't think it was his fault either. No, I don't think all so. the problems I have with all the problems I have with this movie, I don't think are his fault at all. I think, you know, the reason the movie's as good as it is is because of him, clearly. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I mean, the big problem for me with this movie is what it, it, I think it's it's continuously held back by its low budget. And I, I'm gonna say something that I'm I know you two are gonna strongly disagree with, but I never bought that this movie took place in the seventeen hundreds. And a lot of it is because of the the English language, and, and a lot of it. No, has but also the location, man. Like it, it really, it looked. It, it, I don't think. No, I, I felt very modern, and it felt very. A lot of times while watching the movie, a, a, a lot of times when watching the movie, it reminded me of like when I was a little kid, and I would watch like PBS, and they would show these like historical reenactments on TV. You know, these very cheap historical re. At times, it felt like I was watching the one of those. But yeah. it was a predator. I, there. <laughs> I, I, I disagree because I think it was decent enough where uh, you could fool yourself. I mean, lots, lots of it, it's done, done stylistically. A lot of it's done in dark and nighttime. It's in the forest. So, I mean, you could get they away with a lot, to, of, that, a lot they, of that they stuff. Do try, they do try to go for that a little bit of that kind of like... Um, Ash look and feel. I, I was thinking like a, a little bit of... Um, uh, what was that movie? The, the New World, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or I was thinking of Revenant. Uh, like, and there were scenes. Oh like, yeah, oh. that's that's a good one. But th- those movies, I still, I personally still bought much more of you know the eras they were taking place. And for me, a lot of times this movie felt like it was rare that I ever bought that it was actually taking place in the era it was supposed to be taking place. And for the most part, it, it felt like modern day for me. Well, and it, for the most part, even like the the costumes, like the Comanche costumes, I thought just I don't know. They just felt a little cheap to me everything mm-hmm. about the movie felt cheap like they could have been uh, they, they could have done a bit more which bothers me because i felt like if they had not even invested that much more maybe just another 10 million that mm-hmm. this could have been like a great like movie to release in theaters well, but that's it falls short the digital camera look uh, that you're saying and that and that, that's another thing to bring up man the, the the visual effects in this movie are are rough i mean every time an animal shows up mm-hmm. they never look real yeah, the bear. There's uh, certain scenes with the bear where you go, okay, that that. Not just the bear though, with all the animals in the show. I think up the, in the, movie. the bear was more kind of uh, apparent where the, when it, when it's running through the through through. But the mountain the, lion also. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But I, I, the, you know, when it's like, like the running, the running of the the bear looks kind of like a little, little little off. But look, these are these are nitpicks. I just right. it just it was very noticeable for throughout the entire movie for me, and I was continuously pulled out of the movie. Which upsets me because I really feel with ten million, another ten million, that, that these wouldn't have been issues with the movie. You know what I mean? Mm. But the acting, I, I really enjoyed Amber Midthunder, who we first uh, saw in uh, um, the Liam Neeson uh, thriller *The Ice Road*. And uh, but, you watched her in *Ice Road*. I watched her yeah, in yeah. *Legion*. <laughs> okay. Oh, she was in *Legion*. Well, well, she's most famous for 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 starring in the the Roswell uh, remake series. And I guess she also oh, okay. she appeared some other that. TV stuff, yeah. But go ahead, Rich. Uh, but I also enjoyed uh, the, the, her brother, Dakota Beavers. Um, oh yeah, newcomer. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is his first role in a, in a film. I thought he he really stand out, and I hope he gets a future out of this one because I, I I'll really enjoy seeing him whatever he does next. 
very small cast, but I personally have no issues with any of the performances in the movie. Everyone thought, was pretty good. Yeah, I think everyone in the cast was well uh, was well cast. I think Dan, you know Dan Trackenberg. You know, even though this is a kind of a mid low mid budget movie, I think he did very well with what he did with the movie. It, it was it's not flashy, you know, and I kind of mm-hmm. like that approach of of doing this kind of uh, science fiction horror movie. Where, like, what's your thoughts on the kills? Because I thought the kills were were fantastic. Yeah, they were incredible. Very I enjoyed invented. most of them. I enjoyed really most most of them. Uh, the only one was some of the predator ones that I um, I wish was shot differently, mm-hmm. like from a different angle. Yeah, it's unfortunate that the the, the branding of of predator kind of were ruined by the previous sequels, and Prey didn't really give that much support by. Certainly not by Disney. <laughs> well, if, if I'm not mistaken, because um, I've been he- hearing about this movie Prey for a long time. If I'm not mistaken, I think Dan Trachenberg was trying. He's been trying to get this produced with um, with Fox before Disney bought it. Um, they they were gonna do they were gonna make this movie right before before the merger. If I'm not mistaken, I, was wasn't this movie made before the merger? Oh, was it? Maybe it started with the uh, with Fox first, and then the merger happened, and then probably uh, probably that's why it affected the budget too. Was well, Fox gonna Was Fox gonna release this in theaters? I think so. I mean, maybe not this version, maybe a different version. Mm. You know, like who knows? But uh, oh, they they would have made the version I wanted with the extra ten million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then the French people would be speaking English too. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, he probably wrote the treatment, and they went with the with the uh, Shane Black treatment, and then that's that's where they obviously uh, threw it away. Whatever predator they want. Um, well, let, let me ask you: if if they would have released Prey this weekend in theaters up against Bullet Train, which did okay, I mean, it did thirty million, but not 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 like extraordinary numbers for Bullet Train. But you think Prey would have like give that movie some competition uh, if it was released in theaters exclusively? Unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't think it would have given it much um, competition because I'm not really seeing people are. Um, loving this movie quite as much as the critics are mm. like i i enjoyed the movie i think it's the best predator film since um the original but to me it's still kind of like a seven out of ten movie mm-hmm. and from what i've seen online it seems like a lot of people are giving this also seven out of ten and even six out of ten mm-hmm. and some even lower so mm-hmm. i don't i don't know i just don't think this is necessarily has enough action or horror for today's audiences okay. it's a very simple movie uh, I think it, uh, it might get a good word of mouth and it might have a, st- a little more staying power than most films out right now. Um, but but, I, I, would, but I wouldn't be surprised if, um, if it just got washed away. But if it was released in theaters, uh, you think it would done, done well? Oh, that's what I meant. I mean, if, if, it, if it was oh, released in theaters, okay. I mean, I think it would, it would, it would have good word of mouth and it might have some staying power. Um, sort of like, you know, like, a. um, Similar to Black Phone. Well, but you know what though? I think if the if the movie were to be released in theaters and if it were to be successful, I think one thing that they would definitely need to do is not release it under the title of Prey. Mm-hmm. Yes, it should have been. Pre- you, you need to get the. You need, you need to get the. Yeah, you, you need to get the Predator. Maybe it should have been called like Predator Seventeen Hundred or something like that. Yeah, our predator presents. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw presents. I don't know about Prey. <laughs> I don't know about the presents, but. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like when's the movie take place? Like a predator, and then the year that it takes place in. Yeah, it should have been like, uh, but, what's the Indian dude in, in Predator? Billy, Billy's origins uh, no. or something. 
Should have been like, you know, Predator, First Contact. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, here, that's that brings up a good question. Uh, um, would you like to see more prey type of movies where they set Predator in different time zones or time years or whatever? Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen Predator Two, but in the end of the movie, we see the gun. You know, the gun that um, that the Predator gives uh, right. Danny Glover in the end of Predator Two. Mm, yeah, uh, I would kind of like, I would kind of like if they try to just do more tying everything together. Well, that's you what, what I was mean? expecting. I mean, uh, that gun was was it that gun he saw, or was it? I saw the Wyatt Earp, right? That was Wyatt Earp's gun. In the, I believe so. Yeah. So no you sense. mean so I, I don't kind of, kind of like Forrest Gump, Predator will like <laughs> bump into every historical figure in uh, the U.S. history. Mm. Here's you know Predator not, with not Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I think that would make a very good movie. But well, well I, okay. I think I think in, I think in Predator Two, there's a lot of Predator lore that could be explored. I'll okay. say that. Okay. Okay. Well, what did you think about Dran the director Dan Trachtenberg? What do you think he should do next? Because he was attached to a lot of um, other films before this that finally happened uh, especially uh, um most recently the uh, um uncharted the uncharted yeah. film what do you think uh, well in my in my opinion he should be able to do whatever he wants after you know making two good movies in a row but i have a feeling um i have a feeling that uh, hollywood doesn't feel the same way and uh, he probably still he's probably still gonna have to do a couple more movies until he can do whatever he wants i'm guessing well i'm i'm, I'm I'm, I think he's, he's, he deserves a, a, at least another $100 million um, um, try right away. If I was him, There's I There's no I, way this costs $100 million, right? No, no, I'm saying the next film or his next film, at least another $100 million. Oh, okay, okay. Like, if I was him or if I was anybody in the business, uh, a director in the business, I would say go to television. I think they're more acceptable nowadays. He has done television, right? Yeah, I think you should continue doing that road. First, you got a little bit more freedom. The pressures of getting a big box office is not there. Uh, um, also, you there 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 are more um, opportunities to apply his style into. I mean, obviously, he has to direct the pilot episodes. You know, it be the he has to be the first director on a series because that that means he's applying his own stylistic choices and he's really kind of making the blueprint of the style of, of a particular television series. So if he does that, like direct pilots and stuff like that i think he will do very well and then after that he could like direct a big movie unless he wants to do a marvel movie but i don't think he will have any kind of creative choices when you get in part of when you become part of that kind of big studio machine like this actually i think this was actually a really good project for him because yeah. it's it's under the under the radar i'm sure he doesn't have that many eyeballs on the franchise and he was able to at least apply his own kind of style. I mean, he gets a story by credit here. And, you know, at, at, at end of the day, I mean, when I saw the movie, even though I didn't think it was a, you know, a great, great, awesome film, I think it's a solid film. And it reminded me of like a, like a one shot dark horse predator, you know, anthology book, you know, where. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh it, yeah, exactly. It felt like that little small kind of a story. And also, it feels like he just perfectly executed what he wanted to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and um, that's probably why I liked it so much as I did. And as far as being a fan of the Totally Rad Show, um, I really didn't expect much from Dan Trachtenberg since, <laughs> since then. I mean, uh, from anyone who 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 says that the best thing on television is so you think you could dance. 
<laughs> I really wasn't expecting that much uh, for, before seeing uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, that's for sure. Some deep cut references. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's exactly because his his television picks of every year when he was in Totally Rad Show were mostly reality shows, which is yeah. funny. Uh, but yeah, 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 I, uh, I've watched him on, on that on that webcast or whatever you call it podcast, and he he was it was funny there. Yeah, it's very strange that he is probably the one of the rising directors. Yeah, rising directors right now, right? So. But yeah, we all recommend the Prey. It's on Hulu. You can watch it now. It's a solid film. Uh, it's a solid kind of predator film. I like I said, I think I lo- really love the killings in the film, and that's what you want for a, a predator movie: good yeah. killings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I give it a seven out of ten. All right. Look, really quick before we go, I want to uh, talk about Thirteen Lives. This is the Ron Howard film, which was released in limited release last week, but is now available on Amazon Prime. This is about uh, the real events of the 2018 uh, Thai rescue of the of those uh kids those kids soccer players who were trapped under uh who were trapped in a cave for 18 days uh, i i thought this was a terrific film this is probably one of my favorite films of the of the year so far it, right. only because i really didn't know much about the story i i did know the headlines i knew that there were this event happened in 2018 the world kind of stopped to take a look at this kind of uh rescue operation and i knew the outcome but i didn't know like the inner details and how how really kind of scary the whole situation was and how the divers uh the divers had to really go into really tight spaces and to rescue these kids yeah uh it stars Viggo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, Joel Edgerton is also in the movie. A lot of the movie is also focused on the Thai family and some of the Thai government and um, uh, Navy SEAL team. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I thought it was a, a really classic drama right. that I that you know you you get sucked into, and I enjoyed it a lot. Rich, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. And coming, uh, Ron Howard did a fantastic job once again. It's glad I'm glad to see him come back with this one. I mean, after Solo and Hillbilly Elegy, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I'm really glad to see him doing just as well as he used to do. Um, yeah, like you said about the story, I, I no, I mean you you know the the, the gist of it, but mm-hmm. you don't know what they went through. And this 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 movie really shows you everything. Uh, yeah, it's one of those uh, best picture nominee type films, and um, yeah, I hope I hope it does well. Very, very strange that it came out in August and on Amazon Prime, and right. will really not much fanfare. No, not at all. I mean, the only people who are promoting is if you go on Amazon, uh, you know, the head page, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Raymond, you haven't seen this yet, have you? No, I haven't. Is there any interest? I mean, you're 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 a bit younger. Uh, I don't know if you knew about the story, but I mean, is there any interest of watching a movie like this? Absolutely, I love these type of movies. It's just you know I haven't really been um, I've been busy, and mm-hmm. I and when I have been uh, not busy, I haven't really been in the mood for a heavy drama. Oh, interesting. So, um, yeah, and uh, so I, I haven't I haven't watched it yet, but um, I will at some point. Um, it's interesting that there's no buzz going around for this movie that nobody's talking about it uh the trailers for the movie were really good um i imagine um i imagine the movie going to streaming has a lot to do with it um if this were a theatrical release 
maybe it'd be maybe it'd be getting a bit more buzz maybe it'd be a bit more successful um but uh let me stall really quick while i look up the box office for um world trade center what 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 did that do oh, i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna look it up i'm looking at right now that was a long time ago yeah i know i know i know it was a long time ago i think uh it made, I mean, that made 18 about 19 million domestic opening okay yeah that makes sense yeah no i don't i don't think 13 lives would have done that no no but then again that movie came out like only a couple years after 9-11 yeah i mean i think this is you know this is what ron howard you know this is what he does best when he does like really kind of docudramas say for rush which was based on a real event uh, the racing drama or apollo 13 which is you know the space uh, mission his ability to really capture the the sense of what's going on the ground and different uh, parts of of perspectives you know he got the family who are who are you know anxious anxiously waiting for the results of of their kids are, are they alive are they dead you know and then you got you know the divers and then you got these in, international divers who come in to help or, mm-hmm. or 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 a volunteer for 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 trying to rescue these kids and what i, I think what's the beautiful thing about the movie is that you got a uh, you know whole diverse of people trying to help and succeed this one mission and you know, i love that ron howard pays attention to some of the thai uh people who are working on the mountain and mm-hmm. trying to divert some of the, the water and uh, so that, that the cave doesn't get flooded up and so you know this it was a whole massive uh operation that i think ron howard does a really great job of kind of picking the right moments to convey how intricate this 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 operation was and yeah i mean i was blown away by it this is like one of the first movies i go this feels like an oscar winner this feels like an oscar movie but yet if this was released in theaters i don't think it would have made a lot of money i don't think people like this type of stuff you know they'd rather see tom cruise you know in a jet (laughs) you know so uh i don't know you in a perfect world this would be like the number one movie uh but uh who knows? I mean, maybe it's better for uh, to have this movie released on Amazon Prime. But yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Because I mean, there's just no there's just no eyeballs on the movie, like you mentioned. And I think even if it had gotten a theatrical release, it would have at least gotten some buzz. But like then, even 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 like the 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 what was it? The John Travolta movie, uh, Ladder Forty Nine. That was John Travolta, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Ladder Forty Nine. Yeah, that that made twenty two million opening weekend. Uh, but, World Trade Center uh, made you know seventeen million opening weekend. You know, is, all these movies made money. You know, yeah, what I mean, and people yeah. still people still talk about them. People still watch them. And I I don't know. I no one's talking about this movie at all. What I mean is like the type of reception I or not reception like buzz wise, but like the type of like reaction from the audience or like the rejection from the audience that this movie is getting reminds me of like. Um, the minor film what was it you know the film about the miners oh. what was it 31 was it yeah yeah something like that yeah which is a terrible that's movie what this reminds me. yeah and unfortunately that's what, how i feel this movie's being treated but this this movie could have done it easily as well as sully which didn't very well i mean this is yeah if it went to theaters exactly proving my point <laughs> oh, okay i think also putting it out in august maybe was the wrong choice too Right. Because if I don't put, know though, if they put, aren't these usually good dates for these type of movies? No, I'm I'm saying for at least. I mean, I I, I think this is uh I think this is a awards contender or at least a awards worthy. So they would at least push that for November or September. Yeah, 
I, I don't that's know. That's a good point. That's, I, that's a very I, I good guess, point. I guess they maybe thought this was counter-programming or something. I really don't understand the reason for this to put on August. Well, it seems like... Do you think might... they just didn't believe in the movie? I guess. No. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, don't, I, think, I... I think Amazon might have another movie um, that they're going to push later uh, on. Maybe. Then, then, then why not just let another studio buy it? Let Apple buy it or something like that, you know? I don't, I don't know. It's just it's just weird for me. Like, why spend this money on this movie? Make a good film that look. Um, well, I haven't seen it, but a movie that looks good based on trailers and based on your opinions, you know, is a good movie. Why just like basically dump it? Because that's what's being done essentially. That's the movie business. It's a, it's a, it's a we we don't know what's going on with the movie business right now. But the, you know, the, the, I think. How, wait, let me ask you a quick question because I'm just wondering, like, what are the actual chances that this movie has at, at, at you know, at getting some award awards buzz or well, awards nominations? Well, the thing is, the end of the year, I don't think there's a obvious performance in the film that would get a nomination. But I think the movie is really so. It have to be Ron Howard as a director. Yeah, it had to be Ron Howard or the, or the cinematography. I really love the cinematography. You were talking mm. about Prey didn't look like you know Comanche territory. Well, this actually. Feels like it was shot in Thai. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming it was a uh, it was it was shot in Thailand. The, the cinematography is fantastic. They they I I I think they rebuilt the cave systems in it so they could dive in there you know, uh, safely, and all that looks fa fantastic in the way they shot it. I, I really love the look of the movie. Uh, so the cinematography might have got a, uh, could get a nomination. You know, some of the the other you know below the line people could get nominations, but I don't see a performance here that really stands out as a you know, Oscar winning performance because it was all Vigo. kind of Vigo was, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that they weren't great. I'm saying this is very much a ensemble cast and it, oh, okay. everyone works together. And every, I think it's a, I think it's a brilliant performance by Colin Farrell and Vigo Mortensen as their, you know, their chemistry together. Mm -hmm. It really feels real. It feels like one of those old classic kind of, uh, you know, disaster films where, where people are grounded in real life and it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel exploited or, or it doesn't even feel like um stylized it feels like a, a doc a really great docudrama yeah great storytelling mm -hmm. so like, um like the martian so yeah we're, we'll just <laughs> we'll say this we'll put it out there you know please watch the movie i think you, everyone would really enjoy it and uh you know we highly recommend it it's on amazon prime it's available that's the good yeah. thing about amazon prime if you have a uh, membership it's available there and I think it's a good movie to watch, you know, for, for, for the weekend. All right. That was it. We'll be back. Hopefully we'll be back next week with a new episode. Uh, but until then, keep watching movies. All right. Thank you for listening to Insight Flicks. All right. Bye-bye.